Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on Episode 20, Season 3 of The Standoff with Brad and Richie here on New Zealand Sport Radio. We're here live every Wednesday on Facebook throughout the season. Good evening, Richie. Um, well, no Warriors match this week, but they sure um, made made certain to uh, stay in the news. But we also had some enjoyable matches. What did you think of the round? Yeah, good, mate. Um, less matches this time around. Um, but the lack of matches was made up for by lots of, lots of drama and lots of news, as the NRL and Rugby League in general tends to deliver on. Exactly, exactly. Um, so while we're here live on Wednesday evenings at 8pm, you can also catch the show at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. As always, we're going to cover everything you need to know in the week that was Rugby League, including our top stories of the week, a review of Round 17 and our picks. We'll then stop and answer some questions from you guys, as well as some questions we've prepared for each other. Um, we'll then preview State of Origin 3, and round 18 and make our tips before ending the night with a recap of the Super League. Uh, so remember to send us comments and questions throughout the show and we'll do our best to answer them all. Um, but we may as well jump straight into the top stories of the week since we've got quite a few. Can't wait, mate. Go I see TK's here. Uh, evening, TK. Um, we may as well get straight on to the Warriors news that's kind of taken up everything. Um, Andrew Webster has officially signed a three-year deal to become the Warriors head coach. Um, we joined Rowan Hammer last week um, to talk about it, but we haven't had a chance to talk about it being 100% confirmed on this show. So what's your take on Mr. Webster coming in and becoming the new coach? Um, we kind of – I can live with it because I, I, we've spoken about it in the past. I don't think Stacey has, uh, really has the desire to do the full-time job of head coach for the Warriors. Can't say I blame him either, but um, we we kind of strapped for options. We're not going to land a, a big fish. So um, Andrew Webster kind of ticks the boxes as the next sort of best thing, I reckon. And um, I think we all, as Warriors fans, give him time and, and get behind him. Yeah, well, he's. I think he's had a lot of experience as an assistant, um, you know, with yes, the Warriors, yes. with the Tigers. He's helping with Samoa. 
Um, he's done some time up in the UK. He's got a lot of experience, and I think, you know, I was surprised when I when I heard the rumors going. He, he you know, he hasn't really um, been one of the ones talked about for all these gigs, but he has. Um, he got the endorsement by Ivan Cleary. Yeah. And um, when it comes to coaches, if there's one, you know, other than your Bellamy's and your, your Robertson's, Cleary's right up there. Mm. If he's endorsing him and thinking it's a great opportunity for both him and the club, um, I'm willing to give it a go. What's, you know, what's he, the worst um, that can happen? Exactly. And he looks after the, the attack for the Panthers, doesn't he? And let's, he let's does. be... Let's be honest, their attack's not half bad, is it? Yes, but Trent Barrett was also in charge of the Panthers attack and it worked wonders for the Bulldogs, didn't it? Um, Don't need to go there. But um, calling a spade a spade, it's uh, um, probably the best the Warriors could get um, an Australian that actually realises we live in New Zealand and is okay (laughs) with living here. Um, That ticks the first box. He's he's untested at the the top as a head coach, but he also has something to prove. And um, the fact that he's willing to give us a shot, I did hear rumours that the Tigers were after him too. And um, him having been at the Tigers before, I think I take that as a positive that he's been inside both camps, mm. and um, he's picked us as the the better option. Considering he wouldn't have to um, really move. Um, that far if he stayed with the Tigers. But um, I see TK said, would Webster need to clean out house and hire his own staff? I think if it was me, I think I would only take this job on if I could do that because if it doesn't go... (laughs) Yeah, I've been after Justin Morgan for a long time. But um, if your, your job's on the line week in, week out as a head coach... And if you're hamstrung by your club with assistance, it doesn't help you. So it's in your best interest and the club's best interest to bring in the guys that you think is going to help you succeed. Because if mm-hmm. the head coach succeeds, the players succeed, the club succeeds, everyone succeeds. So um, out of the assistance, I would only keep in Stacey right now. Yeah. Um, I think Stacey brings a lot to the club. There's a lot of young halves, so he'd be integral in keeping those young halves um, heading in the right direction. Um, Justin Morgan, I think I've been going on about the uh, defense of the Warriors for years now. Um, so I think he could get a clean out. He is very talented um, in the younger grades, so potentially bring him in, um, leave Morgan around, in the lower grades and maybe away from defense. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, I think he, you have to, um, and I'm pretty sure Webster wouldn't have signed on if he was told he couldn't pick mm. his, his coaching staff. Um, I know there was an interview with Cameron George who was a bit wishy-washy saying he can bring in his staff, but the staff that are there are still going to remain. I'm taking that as if he doesn't want Justin Morgan, Stacey Jones, they've still got jobs in other areas in the club. That was what I took from that quote. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, great move. We'll, we'll see what happens. It's um, I it's hard to be positive all the time. Um, I, I tried to be optimistic when Nathan Brown was named, even though I didn't want him there. Um, but yeah, I think Wester has a lot of potential, um, which is basically all we could get right now. Mm. 
Yeah, and see, Jacko said New Zealand Herald reported all current staff are locked in with contracts. We know what contracts mean when it comes to being a warrior, though, Jacko. Warriors, uh, contract mean nothing, um, which flows straight into our next one. Um, Reese Walsh has officially signed a three-year deal with the Broncos. Um, we talked about it quite a lot last week because the rumours are out, and it was all but confirmed. Um, but now, yeah, it's official. Um, we talked about We don't really need to go on too much about it because we spoke about it at length last week. The only thing I want to add, I was a bit disappointed to see all the pictures about him uh, with him in the Broncos gear. Um, I checked it was the current gear, so it was the photo shoot recently. Um, I think that's a, a faux pas. Um, I, I talk about it a lot. There was a story when Steve Price signed with the Warriors, uh, a local um, magazine here wanted to have him on the front cover and wanted him in a Warriors jersey, and he refused said, I'm still contracted to the Bulldogs. I'll have a picture with the Warriors jersey, but I need to be wearing a Bulldogs jersey. Um, and I kind of like that. Do I want to say integrity? I guess yeah, I was just going to say that's because Price has integrity. Yeah. Because, <laughs> um, and like he did put a thing out on Instagram saying he's happy to be going home, but he's still got a job to do at the Warriors. Yeah. That's fine. I, I wish him nothing but the best, but I think, um, yeah. I think keep the, the Broncos gear and stuff away till next season myself. What's your thoughts on that? On Walsh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm over it now. I think <laughs> from a Warriors point of view, I'm, I'm happy we got chance and still got my fingers and toes aggressively crossed for Tamari Martin. Um, it's interesting. I think, you know, the Broncos let Walsh go. It's almost like they don't need him that much anymore. I mean, I, prior to him signing, I, I, I'm i pretty sure they were going to try and turn Salem Cobb into a fullback, and Ezra Mam's going really good in the halves, so I guess maybe he's just a cherry on top, or maybe they're going to lose a player or two, but... Um, I, yeah, I think you'll see some players... Probably Herbie Farnworth, maybe, or someone, someone like that might drop out, but yeah, yeah he's definitely... If, if he reaches his potential with the Broncos and maybe some time with Adam Reynolds, um, yeah, he could turn them into anything. Yep, or he could be another Kalen Ponga. We just he don't could. know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, wish him nothing but the best as long as he's not playing against us. Um, but we'll, we'll leave the Warriors for a little bit. Um, Tigers are rumoured to be looking at bringing Tim Sheens back as coach. But Benji Marshall's actually come out of the woodwork now and said he'd love to coach the Tigers, considering it a dream job. What's your take on Sheen's getting it or potentially them going to the um, untried and untested Benji Marshall? Or if they'll keep harping on Seraldo? Well, is it that they're going to bring Sheen's in initially and him to mentor someone new, like potentially Benji? I was watching that that last night where Benji said he was um, that would be a dream job for him. I think given time, and I know, yeah, Paul will probably make fun of me again saying give a coach time. Um, but he's got a fantastic rugby league brain, Benji, and I think, um, yeah, if he had someone of Sheen's experience to to mentor him, he could work out well. He's got the love for the club, but um, I think there's some other some other things within the Tigers organisation that, that need cleaning up if they really want to progress forward. Yeah, 
I, I don't know about the Tigers. I think they're a mess. Um, they are a mess, yeah. I honestly don't see Seraldo touching them with a 10-foot barge pole. So if you've got a guy like Benji, he may be um, not have that experience. But, yeah, you've got Sheens there. I just give it to someone that actually wants it, to be honest. Because, mm. um, yeah, they they need a big clean-out from top to bottom. Um, and we'll keep going with signing news. I had a few more. Cody Nicarima. Um, no surprises here. We all saw this coming a mile ago. Um, but he is signed with the Redcliffe Dolphins on a two-year deal. Um, no big surprise. We kind of all assumed the moment he told the Warriors that he didn't want to come back to New Zealand that he would sign with Redcliffe. Um, obviously, we didn't see the the fact um, that he would go to the Rabbitohs for a spell beforehand. But, um, yeah, what's your take on it? Um, were you surprised or you just were waiting for this to be announced? No, not yeah, pretty much. Not surprised at all. Um, do I think he's going to turn them into a powerhouse? No, I think they still need another couple of big signings to, but they're going to find it hard right off the bat anyway. I mean, they, they've signed a few good forwards, so their forward pack looks uh, decent. But even people like Jesse Bromwich is is getting a bit long in the tooth now. I think he's in his early thirties and. Um, to be honest, looking at his form this year, he's not exactly the force he once was. So, um, yeah, I I think they're still going to struggle and and might be uh, you know they they need to land land a couple more big fish, but they might find it hard right off the bat. All right, it's it's going to be rough. I'll be very surprised if they're competitive next year. Um, so yeah. we'll put that we'll put that in the the quotes for next season. <laughs> Um, when they start doing really well, going Brav was wrong again. But um, yeah, and Jacko said Cody the Dolphins. Who cares? Glad he left. Yeah, yeah. I had a very love hate relationship with Cody. Um, and yeah, my brother said Dolphins signed the wrong Nakarima. Yeah, I'm surprised Jaden isn't getting a lot of love anywhere. Um, he always had the bigger upside out of the two. Um, he just had a lot of off field dramas that yeah. derailed him. Um, yeah. but he. Since coming back, you know, he, he had that train and trial with the Warriors, then went to the Storm. Um, you haven't heard any any news about him getting into mischief off the field. So I think he's turned himself around. Um, maybe the Storm um, will, will try to keep him as long as they can, um, just as a backup right now. But um, Matt Moylan will keep going as well. He's extended his time with the Sharks on a two-year deal. Um, not a bad effort. You know, a lot of people we're um, expecting the Sharks to kind of push him out um, when they kind of got everything together. But he's really built some form this year, I think. And he, I think it's well-deserved extending his time. Um, what's your thoughts on Moylan? Yeah, no, I agree, Brad. He's He's been really good this year. Um, he's had a lot of troubles over the past couple of years with injury and, and didn't quite look the same player since leaving Penrith, but... Um, I think he's almost back to some career best form yeah. and, you know, he stayed injury free and it probably made the decision for the Sharks to to extend a little bit easier because he pretty much took the decision out of his, out of their hands with his form. Definitely. And um, we're, I'm getting into the rumour mill now. Um, rumours have started to swirl this week about um, Isaiah Papali'i having second thoughts about signing with the Tigers and he would prefer to stay with the Eels. 
Um, he basically signed with the Tigers because he's got a good relationship with Michael Maguire. Mm. Um, Michael Maguire is no longer there, as we all know. Um, so he wants to kind of get out. The Tigers apparently have basically told him, you've signed the contract, you're not getting out. Um, is this a sign that signing a contract with another club a year before leaving um, is a bad idea? Um because you just don't know what's going to happen in the space of 12 months in the NRL. It's a bad idea if the club in question is the Tigers. Yeah. Because <laughs> everything around that club was super murky, especially the club, um, the coach situation. Um, there'd been rumours of Madge getting ousted for dating back to last year, pretty much. Last so, year, yeah. Um, yeah. If I'm Isaiah Papali, I'm, I can't say I blame him much. If that was one of his main drivers behind signing for the Tigers. Um, yeah, everything's really uncertain there, but you're right, you know, a contract's a contract, not in rugby league so much, I guess. Put a clause in your contract, say I'm, I'm, I'm coming, but I'm coming because of this coach or I'm coming because of these players. Yeah. There you go, you should be an agent, Paul. Yeah, that that's really the only way um, you could do it, but um, yeah. I don't don't think it was a wise idea going to the Tigers when he announced it. It was, yeah. I thought he he would get another contract with the Eels really easy. And I think with the way he's been playing for Parramatta, if he was on the market, I'm pretty sure he could have gone to a lot of clubs. He probably could have come back to the Warriors on triple the money, um, if that was what he wanted. Um, yeah, I really, I think, I, I really hope he goes though. I mean, imagine him and Api Coruscant there next year. Those two will make a massive difference. Yeah, I think he's got to stick to his guns. He made the choice. He's got to live with it. But I think he could he could turn um, he could turn some things around. He's not going to win um, comps on his own. But yeah, they've got Api Coruscant there. They've got some talented players. Um, and in the decision of signing him, they let a lot of second rowers go. So they really need mm -hmm. him to stay. So. Um, We'll watch this case. Who knows? Next week we might be saying that he's signed. He's done a. He's done a DCE and backflipped, and he's staying with the Eels. Um, before I go on, we've got some international news, which makes a change. But I've got one last thing. From the NRL, are considering making more changes to the game, um, with the newest being a possibility to allow teams to play out their set of six after the game clock has expired. This is their idea um, to avoid teams exploiting the six again rule at the end of games, like we saw in the uh, Dragons Raiders game. Um, what I've got here is here, it will mean that teams will be allowed to play out their set of six even beyond the 80 minute mark and potentially before half time as well to avoid negative tactics from defensive teams. Um, Paul Kent, I don't agree with him a lot, but unfortunately, I do this time. He said on 360 that um, it's another rule that's not needed in the NRL because if the refs are doing their job right, that situation we see with the Raiders-Dragons wouldn't happen. Um, what's your take on this new idea of letting a team play out a set of six after the whistle? Mm, that's radical. And I've heard it labelled reactive, um, you know, looking at that, um, that game where Ben Hunt should have been penalised at the end. Yeah, I I kind of agree with Paul Kent in terms of maybe if it's at the end of the game like that and a team is holding on to a slim lead, penalty. Just blow a penalty. Yeah. 
Or just get rid of the six agains and just go um, I think the way it is now anyway, instead, if it's a professional foul, it's a penalty anyway. Mm. So if, if you see a team doing a professional foul um, in the final stages, have the guts and blow the whistle. Um, mm. I think that would solve it all. Um, but yeah, I think it takes a bit of the excitement away. Like I was talking to some people and said, you know, the Warriors ball is at its best when it's no time on the clock and you have to throw the ball between everybody twice trying to score and it gets you on the edge of your seat. If you know that you've got five tackles, kind of takes that out. You're just playing out a set. Um, and then on that last tackle, you might get a bit of roly-poly ball. But yeah, you've got to stop changing everything all the time. Um, yeah. Stop being reactionary. Um, but yeah, and then Jacko said, what about repeat sets of six? Could we have a dozen in a row? I think, yeah, I don't understand what happens. Does that mean, yeah. I, I think so. Rare. But if you're a defending team, you'd be pretty dumb to keep giving away repeat sets. Um, yeah. You know. And then Vi if it's in that final stage, if you get an intercept, does that mean you get a whole set before it ends? Or Ooh. do you just get that one ball? I, you're getting I'm not technical. Sure. You're getting technical. I'm a prop. It's what we do. We're, we're the technical <laughs> professors of the game. Um, yeah, there's a lot of gray area. I, I think they should just nip it in the butt now and, and stop thinking about these things. Um, but yeah, I'm sure we'll get a lot more as the weeks go on. Um, we'll go into, I got two international newses. First, congratulations to Tonga. They have moved to second in the international rankings um, after their loss to New Zealand. Um <laughs> Don't know how that works, but yeah. congratulations nonetheless. Um, it, it's good to see them, and hopefully it strengthens the talk of them becoming a Tier 1 nation. Um, I know there's more involved than just your world ranking, but um, it's good to see someone that isn't, you know, the big three up at the top, um, as long as they don't move up to number one, as now I like the Kiwis being there, and I want to stay that way. But um, what's your take on Tonga? going up to number two. Yep, I don't quite know how that works, given that they just lost to us, but at least they look like they want to play international footy. Um, yeah, so from that point of view, I'm glad Aussie are where they are. <laughs> yep. um, yeah, reward the teams that actually are doing it. But yep. yeah, the proof will be at the World Cup, mate. Yep, and um, this might need Paul's help to understand as he's from um, from up north, but the Rugby League World Cup organisers have prepared two dates for the November final in the case that the Queen dies. Um, the final is set for Saturday the 19th of November, but could be moved to the Sunday if the Queen passed away during the week before the final. I've got it here in bold so I can read it correctly because I don't want to be disrespectful. But um, the protocol dictates that her funeral must be held on a Saturday followed by a week of mourning. Kensington Palace, however, would not object to the final being played on Sunday the 20th of November if the funeral was to be held the previous day. Um, so, Paul, I might bring you in here. Is this something that's actually been in conversation with any other sport? Or is it just that, you know, the Queen's getting on a bit now? Oh, well, clearly it's because the Queen's getting on a bit now. I, um, I remember being in the UK when Princess Diana died. And on her the day of her funeral, the 
everything was closed. The, the place was dead. So w w yeah. whether you whether you were 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 interested in um, her funeral or not, you couldn't avoid it because it was the only thing on TV across all of them. And literally every shop was it was it was amazing how the whole place just shut down. Um, I mean, more so, I mean, probably more so than Christmas Day. Uh, so yeah, so if um, clearly, clearly, it shows that uh, um, that uh, that obviously, yeah, the Queen is getting on a bit. Her husband passed away recently, didn't he? I, I'm not really someone that follows this kind of stuff, but yeah. So I guess that's um, it's a sensible thing to do, but it sounds a tad morbid, doesn't it? <laughs> Let's be honest. It does. <laughs> yeah. it, it sounds super morbid, and um, she, if she's a, if she's an old lady now. Um, she could go touch wood if i have any here you know she could be gone tomorrow or she could be gone next year um i guess it'll be interest well not interesting is a horrible way to say it um it'd be <laughs> intriguing if it happens during the world cup how it affects if it's in the round robin style or, or not but yeah i thought it was an interesting thing that popped up in my in my news um that i thought i'd, I'd bring to the show um it's a bit different to the normal news we have um but yeah Hopefully that doesn't happen um, anytime soon for her and her family. So she's uh, she's ninety six, by the way. So she could go a few more years, easy, get over hundred. Yeah, my great grandmother um, lasted to one hundred and two, so um, yep. it does happen. Um, but yeah, interesting bit of news. So I I don't have a segue out of that. Um, so we'll go. <laughs> Speaking of ladies, uh, the NRLW draw has been announced. Oh. There we go. Best um, I can do for a segue. Um, the upcoming season, it's starting on the 20th of August. Um, five rounds um, with the Eels, Roosters, Dragons, Titans, Knights, and Broncos um, all in the mix. Um, yeah, be interesting. Gives us some more games to talk about at that time of the year. Um, you're looking forward to some uh, Women's Rugby League coming back? Yeah, it doesn't even seem that long ago where the last season finished. <laughs> Yeah, and it wasn't. It was only a couple of it months It wasn't, ago. yeah. And we've had a, um, the Women's State of Origin sandwiched in there as well. So, yeah, mate, I'm loving the NRLW and, and the women's game at the moment. It's, um, you know, I don't care what anyone says. I think the game's uh, pretty entertaining and it's almost a different yeah. style from what the men play. You know, the men's game is so structured now and, and it's almost like most teams are trying to play the same way. It's the women play with a bit bit more freedom i think yeah no it's an enjoyable um sport to watch so i love it um but yeah um that's all we really had for the news um i had quite a bit for injuries and casualty uh judiciary but i'll just handpick some because we are going a bit long and i know there is some game playing tonight so um, Cameron Munster and Murray Talangi are missing origin tonight after testing positive for COVID. Um, Dallin Watanizesniak is also out of the Warriors game this week for COVID. Um, and then I've got Ronald Volkman and Bailey Surinan are both out of the Warriors. Volkman's got a virus. Um, and Stacey, I read it, I listened to an interview with Stacey, he said he might have been right, but they decided that a kid at his age, um, it's probably not wise to throw him out there um, without any training during the week. Saying so, if he was a bit more experienced and older, he may um, have come through, but it was easier just to let him have the weekend off. And yeah, Bailey Serenin fractured his eye socket, so he's going to be out for a few weeks. Um, any of your take on, on the COVID dramas that seem to have come out again? 
Yeah, I wish Munster and Talangi all the best. I think Queensland will cover Talangi all right, but Munster's, Munster's a, big, a big loss. Munster's a big blow. Um, yeah. I I don't know how to feel about that. I wish them all the best, but I'm not displeased <laughs> from a New South Wales point of view. Um, I don't even think it cheapens... If, if New South Wales go on to win, I don't even think it cheapens the win because no, uh, we're without Latrell, Mitchell and Tom Trebojevic. So um, if anything, yeah. I, I think it's just um, squaring the ledger. I would have preferred Munster to get COVID in a couple of weeks. but um, Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, take it now, I guess. So um, we'll go to Naughty Boy Corner. Um, I will skip most of them, but there's one I won't skip because it was quite... Entertaining. <laughs> yeah, um, so Brandon Smith um, was referred straight to the judiciary after being simbined for verbally abusing a referee. Um, he went to the judiciary last night and he's got three weeks suspension. Um, what's your thoughts on the, the length of ban and the action itself? I think the length of ban should have been at least what Marcelo Montoya got. Um I know they're both different slurs, but questioning the integrity of a referee is it should be frowned upon just as much as what Montoya said. Yeah, um, I was quite surprised he got sinned and not sent off. Yeah, um, I I don't mind the three weeks because the Warriors are included in that three weeks. So <laughs> I was just concerned. All I wanted was to see that he wouldn't be playing against the Warriors. Um, but yeah, he shouldn't. I don't know. Yeah, Jacko said um, Smith really needs to grow, um, grow up. He's still acting like a teenager. Yeah, it was a teenage yes, yeah. type behaviour. Um, I'm sure it's not something that Craig Bellamy would have been that happy with. I know there's memes everywhere about his from his face when he got simbined. Um, but yeah, it's just a bad look. And you know, referees are humans too. They make a hell of a lot of mistakes. Um, I don't think the referee was doing anything wrong in that situation. Um, I think Brandon Smith was doing his best to milk a penalty and um, the ref didn't fall for it. And then he lashed out like a, a temperamental teenager, as Jacko so eloquently said. So, um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, just happy he's not playing the Warriors because it will help us a little bit, which is all I really care for. So um, that was it for the Naughty Boy Corner. Um, Tarek Sims got banned for a week too. Um, yeah, let me ask being... about that. Go on. Uh, the second one, I think, certainly is Simbin. What about the first one? He's hitting Reynolds after he passed, but pretty much almost the yeah. same you time know, as he passed. You're not allowed to touch those little halfbacks. You know, it's, it's the golden rule. Um, yeah, you but can't do you even... agree with that? I don't. I, I I think he was uh, hard done by on the first, but deserved the second. And um, you've got to spend some time on the sidelines if you get Simbin twice in a game. It, it you don't think hitting them sort of in the back from behind, though, is a little bit more dangerous when they're not expecting it? Or... Um, I, I can't. I can't honestly say because I've done it myself. So... <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, um, I think it's play on. Yeah, but, yeah um, but, you, but you've done it to hurt people. Let's be blunt here. Let's be honest. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> you, step up and own it. You do it. You do it to hurt. It's the whole reason you do something like that. You're it's trying an intimidation to thing. Yeah. Um, 
it's the you know you try to make them second guess taking Don't you dare run into the line yeah so yeah. Uh, it's yeah but just because i condone it doesn't mean it's right you know? <laughs> <laughs> so um i think he deserves he deserves some punishment so at least it's not overboard and it's you know two or three weeks i think a week is fine and um it helps the dragons um hopefully to another loss which i'm all for um, so we'll go go into the round now, which means I hand the floor to you, and um, you tell me what you what you thought of the games. All right. Although there wasn't as many games tonight, so this should go fast. Thursday night, the Sharks. I tipped this one, Brad. I was very proud yeah. of myself. Um, yeah. the Sharks getting up over the Storm, twenty eight to six. Six tries to one. Jesse Ramian grabbing a hat trick. Braley, Ronaldo Molotalo, and Sione Katoa grabbing the tries for the Sharks and Alec McDonald grabbing the sole try for the Storm. 20 nil at half time. What's happened to the Storm, Brad? This was the last couple of losses we've seen. It's not Storm like, but 20 nil at half time and only scoring right near the end of the game, narrowly avoiding a donut. That's extremely not Storm like. Yeah. First off, I, I appreciate your humbleness as the only person who picked this game out of you, me, and Simon. Uh, Simon and I both thought there was no way the Storm would lose two in a row. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't see this result or the scoreline for this matter. Um, losing by that much, you know, if you told me the Sharks squeaked out a, like a 28-22 win, um, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they, they just were a little bit better than the Sharks. But 28-6. to six, and yeah, like you said, they scored in the final three minutes. So it was looking like it was going to be a, a 28 niller. Um I think I, I don't I can't recall seeing the storm as bad as they were. Um, you know, mm. they missed I talked about it last week, they missed so many tackles last week. They missed 43 tackles against yeah. the Sharks. That's bottom four level defense. Um and that's the first of many things Bellamy needs to address. Um I think it's also the first time we can really question the Storm's depth. Um, they were down a few stars, so were the Sharks. Um, but it's never really been that big an issue for them in the past. Um, but it really looks like they're struggling if they don't have their entire spine together, um, which, yeah, has never been an issue before um, for them, really. Um, Pappenhausen and um, Hughes, I thought they tried their best um out there but the storm never really looked in the contest after that strong start from the sharks just seemed like even though they they started getting some ball um they'll all tuck it out from trying to tackle i should say um but yeah the sharks look good um they were missing you know they had talakai and nico hines out who are two key figures in their attack um jesse ramian i thought had a monster night um he just needs to perform like that for the Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Chats consistently because he is, when he's on, he's on. Um, he's a very dangerous player. Um, he's just not always giving you that 100% every week. Um, their forwards, though, they dominated the middle, and I thought Andrew Fafida made massive impact. Mm. Um, he seems to be fitting into his new role. Um, you know, he plays limited minutes now instead of trying to be one of the mainstay front rowers for them. Um, and I think he's really he's developing nicely in this newfound um, limited role job he has. Um, and if they keep playing like this, the top four spots theirs to lose. Mm, I agree. I, I I think they went through a bit of a lull, but I think this is the true Sharks that that were, that were playing earlier in the season. You know, they had a bit yeah. of a dip, but if you look across their team, it's a pretty scary team. I mean, very solid forward pack in that back line. It's pretty underrated, I reckon. Molotalo and Sione Katoa has got to be one of the better wing duos going around and... Um, Everywhere else in the back line's pretty handy too, and they showed it even without Nico Hines and Talakai. They very handy team, and I think the Storm just got frustrated and it showed with what happened to Brandon Smith. Yeah. Anyways, the new the the next game was a Friday night game. The Rabbitohs getting the job done over the Newcastle Knights, forty to twenty eight. Seven tries to five for the Rabbitohs. Cody Walker. Richie Kenna grabbing a hat-trick. Cody Walker with the second. Tevita Tatola and Jackson Paulo grabbing the tries for Rabbitohs. Five tries for the Knights. Dominic Young and Edric Lee, the wingers, staying in the try-scoring action. David Clemmer, Bradman Best, and incoming warrior Mitch Barnett grabbing the five tries for the for the Knights. Um, yeah, have the Rabbitohs turned a corner, Brad? They, I think since the trails come back, they're... They're looking a lot more handy than they were a few weeks ago. I think they're maybe, if not quite as good as they were last year when they made the grand final. Yeah. They look, they're looking a lot better than they were a few weeks ago, though. It shows how much Latrell means to this team. Yeah, I, I think um, the biggest thing I said, uh, I've been saying for a long time, is that the um, if Souths can keep the error rate down, they, um, Paul left us, I think. He wasn't paying attention. I brought myself back on, Paul. I, I was just staring at Richard's face when I was talking. It was a bit disruptive. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. honest. But, um, yeah, as long as they keep the error rate down, they're a very dangerous team. And that's what we saw here. They they had, um, I think you put the stat in, they made six errors. Um, that's yeah. it. Um, can, they're usually hitting double digits. So, um yeah, they kept the error rate down, got rewarded with the win. They had a few players out, and they also lost lost their half during the game, but they stuck to their game plan, and it worked. 
having a guy like Cody Nikarima who can slot into the halves is handy. Um, it's not ideal. But um, Cody Walker, I think he just looks a completely different player with Latrell Mitchell out there. He does. There's just a lot of pressure taken off his shoulders with a guy like Latrell there. And it makes Cody a lot more dangerous. Or Cody Walker, I should say. Now they've got two Cody's there. Um, they were just able to ice the majority of the uh, chances they had. And that's really all it takes. Um, you see that we've seen them, you know, turn around. I still need to see them play more before I take them seriously as a playoff threat. I know good old Buzz has already, you know, kind of said they're the Smokies to take the whole thing out. Um, I'm not going that far yet. Yeah. Um, they play the Storm next week. So that will be a really good judge to see, you know, are they serious or are they not? Um, but the Knights, I think, despite the scoreline, I thought the Knights had a solid crack here. Um, they were just beaten by a better side. Dominic Young continues to go from strength to strength. Scored another nice try, and I think he's going to have a lot more tries in his future. Mitch Barnett, as you mentioned, um, scored a nice try, but I thought he played well throughout the game, um, getting heavily involved on attack and defense. It makes me very happy that he's crossing the Tasman to join the Warriors next year. I think mm. he's going to be a good addition. He seems to have been working on his discipline, which um, was my biggest concern with him signing with the Warriors. But after his suspension, he's kind of kept himself on the straight and narrow, which is good to see. Um, but yeah, stat-wise, they were neck and neck with the Rabbitohs here. They just made more errors. Um, mm. They just they lack that final polish that you need. Um, I know you don't rate them much at all um, with our predictions before the year, but... Um, I think they, they showed enough there to show they're competitive, but they're just that yeah. next step down from where they want to be if they actually want to be a top eight team. Mm. You're a forward. You like what you see out of Saluka Fafita in his first game for the Rabbits? I thought he was good, super aggressive. Yeah, um, I think he's a great get for the Rabbitohs. Um, mm. Surprising to see the um, him be let, let go. I think I would have tried to keep hold of him. Um but, yeah, the Rabbitohs have got a, a nice young forward there that's going to be um, – he hasn't even hit his prime yet. No. So I think, yeah, he's got a hell of an upside. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, on to Saturday, the Eels getting the job done over the Tigers, 28-20. to 20. Five tries to four for the Eels. Regan Campbell-Gillard, Mike Sivo, Reed Marnie, Mitch Moses, and Isaiah Papali'i. For the Tigers, Fa'amanu Brown, Dane Laurie, and David Norfoluma with a with a double. What do you reckon, Brad? Wins a win. I think if you're an Eels, if you're an Eels person, wins a win. It's not the flashest over a team as lowly as the Tigers, but they'll take anything right now. Yeah, it was definitely a closer game than we would have expected. Um, but then the last time these two teams played, the Tigers won. So who really knows? Yeah. Um, the Eels did have a handful of tries denied. So the score may have been a, a lot bigger. But saying that, I never thought the Eels were in doubt here, um, even though it looked close. Um, the usual suspects showed up for them. Mike Sivo, Regan mm. Campbell-Gillard and Isaiah Papali'i all dug in and gave... Um, created plenty of problems for the Tigers. Mitch Moses was dangerous again, but does that add fuel to what I said last week, that he's a flat-track bully? Not sure. Um, the Eels just keep going up and down this season. Um, so should we be hopeful as Warriors fans that um, we're going to hit the Eels going downhill this week? Um, I guess is the biggest question. We don't have that long to wait and see. It's only a couple of days away. 
But um, the Tigers, I thought they played well considering how poor they've been since Maguire's sacking. Um, Joe Offahangawi um, had another strong outing. He was probably their best on the park this week and last week when they were, not last week, um, yeah, when they played the Warriors. Um, times, times all different for me now. But he was the best on the park against the Warriors as well. And um, they tried at least, which is a very um, facetious thing to say, I guess. But um, it's it's fair to say that their effort's been down since Maguire left the building. Um, so it's just good to see them um, have a go. And um, Nofaluma got that double in the final 10, mm. um, which kind of made the scoreline better than it was. But I don't see the Tigers improving enough to save them from being wooden spooners at season's end. You know, they did last right now. Spoilers for the latter when we talk about it later. I don't see them having enough to pull off the bottom there. So um, another disappointing year for Tigers and their fans. I'll tell you what, I think they'll be scrapping for that bottom place pretty hard with the Titans. Mm. Um, I don't have a lot more to add to this game, but the game coming for the Tigers, you see they've moved Jackson Hastings to number 13. Yep, what do you think of that? Uh, yeah, it, it's... It's always great when you see a club take like their best halfback and take them out of halfback. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it really yeah. shows that you're you're going um, in the right direction. I I don't know what they're thinking there. Who knows? It might be a masterstroke and it might be amazing, but I just don't see it. I don't think he he doesn't really fit the mold for me as a thirteen anyway. I think they would have been better um, putting Adam Dewey there. Um, yeah. He's a bigger body. It would have made more sense if you wanted to have a playmaking lock. Put your big boy um, that can play in the halves there instead. But, yeah, they're, they're playing the Panthers, so I guess what have they got to lose, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's like the Warriors debuting in, um, Ronnie Volkman against the Panthers. What have you got to lose? Yeah, exactly. Um, the last game of the round... Broncos marching on and getting the job done over the Dragons, 32 to 18. Sorry, Brad, your favorite team there, the Dragons. Six tries to three. DeLuise Hoyter grabbing a double. Tissy New, Katoni Staggs, Ezra Mam, and Katoni Staggs actually grabbed a double. For the Dragons, Cody Ramsey with a double and Big Moses Sully grabbing the try. Yeah, I was actually pretty entertained by this game, Brad. The Broncos were missing like nine or 10 of, of their. Of their players, but man, they're like the Cowboys with how they've sort of um, revived themselves this year and, and dragged themselves out of the bottom four. Um, yeah, they just keep stepping up, and I was pretty impressed. I thought Tessie knew as well, who hasn't played a lot this year, showed another side to himself with his ball playing and a couple of nice, nice passes to sort of that sort of led to tries. So. Yeah, very interesting one. And then, of course, the two Sinbins <laughs> add a bit of spice. But what do you think of the game? Yeah, um, no worries game to watch this week, but at least I got to see the Dragons lose. So mm. it's still a good weekend for me. Um, not a surprising outcome. The Dragons have only looked good this year when Ben Hunt's been on the pitch. Mm. So without him there, I knew they were in trouble. Uh, yeah, Broncos had a lot of guys out, but um, yeah, I think I think anyone can really beat the Dragons without Ben Hunt. Um, so, yeah, not a surprise there for me. Yeah, 
Tarek Sims getting Simbin. We talked about that in Naughty Boy Corner. It didn't help the Dragons, but I think um, they were well on their way to defeat, even if he stayed on the field. Um, only The only highlights I could really do for the Dragons was Cody Ramsey looks really good at fullback. He does. Um, I think he's finding his feet nicely there, and I think he's he's got a good future for the Dragons there. And Blake Lowry um, was also up there in my props of the week. Um, he ran for 173 metres. Um, just a great outing for him. Unfortunately, it, it didn't help his team in the end. The Dragons, uh, going on about Hunt again, they just lose direction when Hunt's not there. And their attack was off the mark at times with the young halves they had. Um, so I think they'll just be looking forward to having Ben Hunt back in the mix. Um, but for the Broncos, Tessie New looked damaging out fullback. Um, Katoni Staggs was asking plenty of questions of the Dragons. And um, how did you say his last name? Hoita. Hoita. Yeah. Um, he showed a lot of good finishing skills on the wing. Um, so he's a good little talent there. It was just a good match for the Broncos after a disappointing showing um, against the Cowboys. And um, they're keeping themselves in the top four hunt. So that's all they could really ask. Um, I'll go on a bit about You've got it in your question for me. So I'll leave a little bit about the Broncos for that later. But yeah, mm. I thought it was a good match to end the round on. Yeah, I did too, and that was the round. Yep. Cool. So um, if we can bring up the oh, – Paul, Paul's run away. That, yeah, he's back. He's back. If we can bring up the ladder, yep. Um, so we've got the – the Panthers are still at the top. Um, the Cowboys have moved up into second place after the Storm's um, recent poor form. Storm cling on to third. Sharks are uh, finishing off that top four. We then got the Broncos at fifth. The Eels at sixth, Rabbitohs seventh, my mighty Sea Eagles. Um, I was putting the kids to bed. It's a hard job. Um, my mighty Sea Eagles have snuck into the eight. Uh, Dragons have fallen out. Um, still a long way away from my wooden spoon prediction. Roosters are tenth. Raiders eleventh. Knights are twelfth. Warriors are thirteenth. Bulldogs fourteenth. Titans have moved up after the bye to 15th, which sees the Tigers dead last. So that's um, the latter. Not really too many surprises. I did look, though. It's interesting that um, two of the teams in the top five, neither of us predicted to make the eight, um, mm. which is which is good to see that we're um, very knowledgeable about this sport. Um, any any surprises there for you in that ladder? Yeah, just that your premiership team is... Equal Eight. with your equal with your uh, wooden spoon, wooden spoon. and yes, I, I'm pretty much the same there with the Roosters and the Knights. You know, they're only a couple wins apart. So, yeah, yeah. yes, my my premier, my minor premiers in my wooden spoon have the exact same win loss record right now. Yeah, um, so yes, yeah, that's that's great for me. Um, so if we can bring up the the tipping, you'll see there, Richie. You've got a nice little. Um, Medal next ribbon. to your name. I'll take that got, as a win. You got the gold ribbon for getting four out of four this week. So congratulations. Rosette. Um, Any bonus points? No bonus points. No. <laughs> um, and Simon and myself, we only got one game wrong. We got three out of four. We got that first game, the Shark Storm game wrong. Sees me still leading 88 out of 128. You are still second, 84 out of 128. And Simon is following in third at 81 out of 128. So you're, you're closing the gap there, Richie. Um, 
I might have to start getting a bit more flamboyant with my my picks to make it a bit more entertaining because you guys just aren't at my level. Um, but yeah, that is it for them. So we may as well get into questions. Do we have any questions from the group there, Paul? Yeah, TK was saying, look, um, any ideas on how we can entice Kiwi players to come to the Warriors um, if Aussies don't want to come over to uh, to New Zealand? Slap a lion red in a mince and cheese pie is a... <laughs> if you sign up. I don't know, yeah. Um, I think now that we're... Most of stock come 4X the... Uh... Um, in the in 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 the in the, in the, the clubs the, uh, the the change rooms. I think yeah. now that we're at home, maybe it's just you know we we get back into improving our development program and, and see what we can do in that space. But it is tough. I know the Aussie scouts do love to come over here and poach all our good talent and take them over to their clubs. Yeah, developing the pathway is key to keeping them here. In terms of bringing Kiwis back performing on the field um you see like you saw the picture of dejan arsi when he signed with us the picture of him in a warriors jersey supporting mm. big boys as a kid there's a lot of kids in in australia that play for other clubs that grew up as warriors fans if you actually make the warriors good again um consistently and get that you know the cliche pride in the jersey type of thing those players that were fans back in the day will come back um yeah, it's just um, yeah, and under the under twenties comp would be a good pathway. Um, Simon said, yeah, getting that stuff back in the play show that there's actually a positive future, mm. um, or playing for the Warriors, and those guys will come back. Um, there's some, and it's I know everyone wants you know the best players, and you know they you in the old day they used to be Australian. Nowadays that's not the case. A lot of the best players in the NRL are Kiwi boys or are Pacific Islanders. So you could lure them back. Um, I had uh, an out there idea of just sending all our lovely ladies to Australia and doing a Reese Walsh and um, bringing, getting a baby and then making them come home. Don't know how that would work and if anyone would approve, but that's another way. Um, honey trap them. Um, Cameron George and the Warriors, if, if, if you need me for ideas, I'm here. I'm, I'm willing to take a job. Um, I'm not sure how good a honey trap I could be, but we, we it's it's an idea. Um, but yeah, Simon said Penrith is a perfect example of having good local juniors. It makes the team good and you don't need to bring in players from other areas. Yeah, developing yeah. pathways, I know there've been, you know, there's been issues due to COVID where it kind of all went to crap. But Phil Gould, before he left us, he he helped set up a game plan of developing that. They've got people in there actually having you know, Jersey flag and New South Wales competition Warriors teams in there is going to help. Um, it's just it, they've got to start it. Um, they're in they're in the bare bones there right now, but I'm optimistic it'll get there. Cool. And uh, was that the only was question that, from the, uh, from the live chat? All right. Um, so we'll go with your question for me first. Yep, okay, so like you just said, I, I wanted to talk a bit of Broncos, so particularly Reese Walsh. How do you think he will go with the Broncos? Um, given how they're travelling this year, and they're going quite well. Do you think them signing Reese Walsh will turn them into a legitimate title contender from 2023 onwards? 
Um, I think with or without him, they were a legitimate title contender anyway with how they've been going. They've gone well above what I expected this year. I, you know, I'm biased. I, you know, I called Reese Walsh our Lord and Savior for many years, and now he's he's gone Judas on us and left. Um, but he's got a hell of an upside, but he's also, like I said earlier, he he reminds me a bit of Kalen Ponga, where you know, on his best, he can be one of the best players in the world, but he's not mm. always going to do it week in, week out. I think we haven't really seen that consistency from him. Um, last year, we saw a bit of it, but he was playing with the Warriors where it wasn't that hard to be the best, of, the, the brightest of a of a dim bunch. Um, I think the biggest issue for the Broncos is, you know, they, they knew they had a, made a mistake when they let him go. Um, and now they, they've got him back. But they've got a lot of other players that they're probably going to lose in the wake of it. You talked about Cobo. They rumored, they were rumored to basically promise him an opportunity to be fullback. They apparently dangled the same character Herbie Farmworth. Now that's out of the window. Or will they bring him in and make Walsh a half? But you've got Isra Mann, who started to show some good form there as well. So there's some some pieces of this puzzle are going to go. And it's the case, is Walsh going to deliver um, enough to justify losing some other talent in other areas? We don't know yet. Only time will tell. But, yeah, um, yeah, as you said there, Walsh is bound to go back. We, I was never in doubt that he was going back. I didn't expect I, – I thought we might have him in New Zealand for 2023, but I knew 2024 he would end up back in Australia. So um, I don't think anyone was surprised that he's gone. Um, wish him nothing but the best, but yeah, honestly, I think the Broncos, um, with or without him, um, are going to be dangerous next year. Okay. Yeah, I no, I agree, but I, I also think the way the Broncos are going this year, you look at their forward pack, Haas, Carrigan, probably one of the best young forward packs in the comp, and Adam Reynolds. I think there's a pretty good platform for to bring the best out of Reese Walsh. But I agree with you. I think they'll go well with or without him. But I'll tell you what, if Reese Walsh learns a thing or two off Adam Reynolds and, and can unlock a few players in that team, yeah, that could be something special. Yeah. <laughs> and said, yeah, how funny has the Wa fans turned their backs on the green eye, pretty boy? Yeah, yeah. I must say never, uh, it, it didn't take long. It didn't take long for people um, – to turn on him, I he's still a warrior till the end of the year, so I'll still support him, and I, I hope yeah. he does do well at the Broncos. Um, it's just the same seeds of doubt I had when he was with us, I have with them. You know, he's he, the sky's the limit for him. He does have some issues with defense, um, and he's a bit hot and cold. But yeah, like you said, a guy like Adam Reynolds can teach him a lot of things, and as long as his off the field stuff can be reined in. Um, yeah, he'll be a great addition for them. So um, a good win for Broncos fans. And um, I'm not as upset because we've got Chance yeah. coming back. So, um, yeah, completely different story if we went didn't have Chance coming back. But we'll segue from that into my question because it's about the Warriors. Mm. Um, Warriors now have a coach, and they've got a roster with only two spots to fill, pattern pending if a couple others open up with releases. What else do you think the Warriors need to do to start 2023 on a positive note? So 
now that we're going to be back home, I think sort of reintegrate with our home base in NZ and, and really get the home fans back on board, turn Mount Smart into a fortress, um, get behind Andrew Webster. I think some of the people in the comments said earlier, you know, maybe allow him to bring in some support staff that of his choosing that, that would, you know, get that chemistry right and really work on the develop, develop developmental side of things and our pathways. Um, oh, should I say get rid of Justin Morgan? We already touched on that. Um, yeah, I, I just really think they need to use coming back home as a springboard and, and really work on, on that and, you know, put some effort into their to their home fans like like yourself, Brad, who who have been loyal. Um, really rebuild that, rebuild that fortress of Mount Smart and, and just, you know, hopefully with the new signings as well, get some wins. The the only way you're going to start on a positive note is get some wins under your belt and get a bit of momentum. Um, we have the right cattle coming next year. We've got some really good signings, so... No reason why we can't do well. Give the optimist. I mean, can, can, can you expect the, uh, the the players to um, to be able to perform if they're driving to um, to training in two thousand and five Nissan Titas? Wait, Karen, Karen I mean, can't drive that car at the moment. It's not working. Um, <laughs> wasn't wasn't the biggest surprise there that he drives such a well NAF car? Uh, the guy runs around with a mullet. Come on, do you expect anything less? <laughs> Um, some people, some people are into their cars. Some aren't. If I had lots of money, I'd probably still have a crappy car. So, mm. um, it gets you from A to B. Um, yeah, I think they they have to be. Um, I, I know Jacko said a question. Any news on TMM and Arthur's? There's no news as of yet. I think top priority for the Warriors is making sure that Arthur's um, stays. Mm. Um. He is one of those players TK was asking about earlier. He's a Kiwi boy. You know, there are pictures of him as a youngster in a Warriors jersey being proud to be a Warriors fan. He is one of those Warrior uh, New Zealand boys that you could bring home. He seems to enjoy um, He seems to enjoy being with the Warriors. Let him stay. Um, expect, maybe the Broncos will want to keep him if they're eyeing that Herbie Farmworth and the like might be leaving. So... It's all up in the air. We'll obviously talk about it as soon as we've got news. But, yeah, I think let Andrew Webster come in. Don't hamstring him. Um, mm. You know, let him – you've given him the job to run this club uh, or to lead this this team. Let him lead it. So um, let him, you know, set up whatever game style he wants to try to incorporate, whatever he wants to do. Let him do it. If it works, fantastic. If it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. It's the case, but um, don't. And the guys at the top need to stay focused on what they do and yeah. not what the team's doing. I think if you want to be start on a positive note, the owner needs to pay the bills and keep his mouth shut. Mm. And Cameron George needs to be the CEO and not the media focal point that has happened. Um, during COVID, I appreciate that he was taking the onus on all the media coming to him as opposed and letting the you know the team be the team but um coming back to new zealand um yeah 
get out of the limelight and just focus on your office job. Um, no disrespect, but that's um, the Warriors seem to do better when the uh, the management kind of stay out of the limelight. Yeah, leave the alpha male stuff in 2022, eh? Um, yeah. We don't need any negative things that are going to affect our our recruitment. You know, that that's probably that's been an up and down thing for us this year. I mean, we've got some good incoming, but also look at the outgoing and, and what happened around Lodge and, and those kind of guys. So, yeah, we really need to solidify in that area. Yeah, but we're Warriors fans, so we always end up being very optimistic before the season starts. So um, I hope for nothing but the best. Um, but we may as well, I know we're going long. Um, we may as well get into round 18 in State of Origin and our picks. So um, first up, we've got tonight, Maroons versus Blues. We've already done our picks for that. Um, so you pick the Blues, um, and myself and Simon pick correctly and pick the Maroons. So um, should be a good match. Admittedly, I picked that before I knew Cameron Munster was out, but I'm sticking with my guns. Um, I'm sticking with the Maroons. You you willing to change? You you think? No? no. Shaking your head. Okay. So we may as well jump straight into the normal rounds. So first up on Friday, we have Cowboys and Sharks. Simon and myself have both picked the Cowboys. Uh, who have you picked? Cowboys. I, yeah, I, well. I was heaping the praise. I was heaping the praise in the sharks earlier, but this was super yeah. tough one to pick. But yeah. yeah, cowboys, I think. All right, now this one was the hardest one for me. Um, I know we talked about it today, and I was umming and ahhing on my pick. But next up is eels versus warriors. Simon has picked the eels, and I had two. Yes, no, I picked the warriors. You picked the warriors. I think they have a shot. Um, I was reasonably confident until I heard that Boltman and Dallin were out. Um, mm. That that was what changed it. Seeing those guys not playing um, changed my pick to the Eels. But I think the the Warriors are in for a, a chance. No um, faith in Ed Cossie. Yeah, it's the Cossie factor for me. Um, first game on Saturday, we had the Roosters-Dragons. Simon and myself have both picked the Roosters. Yes, Roosters. Roosters for you as well. Okay. Next up, we have the Seagulls Knights. Uh, Simon and myself both picked the Seagulls. Seagulls. Seagulls as well. All right. Uh, next up, Titans Broncos. Simon and myself both picked the Broncos here. You should know my tip here. Never, ever tip in the Titans again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, then we've got the Tigers-Panthers. Uh, with Simon and myself both picked the Panthers here. You'd be a fool not to. Yeah, hard, hard to. First place versus last place. It kind of yeah. seems easy. Um, then we've got the Storm Raiders. Simon and myself have both picked the Storm. So Simon going against his team. I, I can't really throw a stone since I picked the Eels. I'm going to go Raiders here. You going Raiders? Yeah, I was on the fence. I thought, man, Storm can't lose three in a row. But no, Brandon Smith. Raiders tend to go all right against the Storm as well. All right. Oh, big call here. And then the last game of the round, we've got Bulldogs, Rabbitohs. Simon and myself both picked the Rabbits. What say you? Yeah, Rabbits looking pretty good the past couple of weeks. So, yeah. All right. So Simon and myself picked Identical. But you went against us on the Warriors, Eels, and the Storm Raiders. Got to trust really to get back in the hunt, man. Well, let's see if you can get 100% for the second week in a row. Um, 
So before we go, I know we have gone a little bit long and there is a game to go to, but I've got the Super League. There was a few um, few interesting position changes. Um, it was obviously the Magic Round. Um, Wakefield um, handed Toulouse another win, so the, uh, the mighty Toulouse. Um, uh, making a, a little bit of a comeback, they won 38 26. St. Helens defeated Wigan, unfortunately, 20 18. Leeds defeated Castleford, 34 20. Uddersfield defeated Salford, 30 18. Warrington defeated Catalans, 36 10. And Hull FC defeated Hull KR, 34 28. So St. Helens affirmed their lead at the top of the ladder after defeating um, Wigan. Uddersfield moved to third place after winning this round and Catalans losing. Wigan is still second. And Toulouse, they're on a two-game winning streak. Um, they still sit last on the ladder, but they're only two points behind Wakefield Trinity. So they potentially could do enough to not be um, relegated, which would be good for them in their first year up. Mm. Um, but yeah, this week coming up, we've got St. Helens versus Uddersfield, Wigan versus Hull FC, Castleford versus Warrington, Toulouse versus Leeds, which doesn't look good. So, yeah, Simon said Toulouse need to win two more games and Wakefield need to lose the rest of the games. Toulouse playing Leeds this week is not a good look for them in that aspect. Hull KR are playing Wakefield, um, which Hull KR aren't that high on the ladder. They're just a few rungs above Wakefield. So Wakefield could potentially win that, but they might also lose. And then the last game is Salford versus Catalans. So... Catalans will want to get a good win against Salford to try to get back up into the top three. Um, anything else you want to add before we sign off, Richie? Yes, of course. Um, nice chatting with all you in the comments. A lot of fun, as always. Go New South Wales. And the Warriors. And the Warriors. Yeah, I'm more interested in the Warriors than State of Origin myself, but... Um, it is what it is. It should be a good game tonight, which we'll talk about at length next week. But ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in tonight and joining us on the standoff with Brad and Richie for your weekly update on Rugby League. Tune into our show next week at 8pm here on Facebook or at your convenience on iHeartRadio. Just remember to search for New Zealand Sport Radio. Cheers again for joining me, Richie, and thanks, Paul, for all your help in the background. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next week, good night. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial 
plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.